Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Geekery Radio Hour. I am Doug. And I'm Kaylin. And this is... Hi, Doug. Ep- Hi, Kaylin. <laughs> this is episode 33. I'm still... 33! I'm still doing the introduction. This is episode 33 of the Geekery Radio Hour. Why, yes, it is. How's it going, Kaylin? It's going okay. Yeah. It's going okay. Things are getting a little crazy in the world, but... I, I, Things are okay at the moment. How are things with you? I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, oh, yeah? It's freezing cold out these last two oh, days. Oh, so fucking cold. Yesterday, yeah. I got an alert on my phone from this uh, program they use in town called Nixle, where like okay. you can uh, submit. It's you know a generic thing, but they send out mass texts, like if there's going to be construction on a road in town or something like that. And yesterday mm-hmm. they sent out an alert with no information, and it just said, from today, starting at 6 p.m. until 6 p.m. Thursday, we will be in a code blue. For more information, click this link. So I click the link, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's a code blue? So then Liz mm-hmm. is like, well, in a hospital, that's like, you know, someone's going into cardiac arrest. And I'm like, yeah. and in... Like, a retail store, I know Code Blue means there's an active shooter. So, like, what the fuck? Where's the middle I, ground here of what I this could think, mean? I think, um, and I, I, I think I might only know this from living in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, but I think Code Blue is what they call when, like, like they force people, like homeless people, into shelters. Yes. Like, if they find homeless people outside... They try, you know, I don't know how much you could physically force them, but you try to persuade them to go inside. Yeah, it's basically just a warning of freezing conditions and to seek shelter if available. If not available, click this link and we'll help you find available shelter. But, uh, you know, you just get a text that's just like, hey, code blue, bro. And I'm like, what? No explanation. (laughs) Yeah. So I click the link and it says like there's a code blue. And I'm like, okay, but, but what does that mean? And they're just like, it means code blue. This is the thing. Like, there are so many other colors. We've talked about this with the Power Rangers, but there's so many other colors. Like, (laughs) code blue should just mean one thing. We talked about this about the Power Rangers. (laughs) Yes, but there's so many other colors. Like, a code blue should mean just one thing. Yeah. So we're saying this should be like a code cyan, a code... um, now you're uh, just naming a trans- colors. <laughs> translucent, translucent white, like something that means cold. Does that generally. mean sperm? Ew! <laughs> you're an name idiot. something that is name something else that's translucent and white at the same time. I was time. thinking of I ice, dare you. like ice. <laughs> it's like translucent white, like cold. Both things you like in your mouth. <laughs> oh man. You're gross and an idiot. You, you personally. What, uh, so what'd you get up to this weekend? <laughs> um, I actually had a really busy weekend. Um, Friday we had a girls night from, with everyone that I work with, which sounds ah. crazy, but. A super all spreader event. <laughs> we all had COVID already, so. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's really no chance of us spreading it again between us. We already did that once. Well. We, There's we that. covered that. At, we covered that at our last crossing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's dark. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so we had that, and that was a lot of fun. We just played board games and stuff. Cool. And yeah, there was a shit ton of food. What'd you play? Um, 
we played Heads Up, and then we played uh, Telestrations, and then we played Heads Up is always fun, right? Like, I don't know why. It is. It's always fun. It's so fucking funny. We did a bunch of, like, the acted out one, because that, like, is hands down the funniest to try to see people, like, perform stuff. Like, one, like, some of them were really hard, like... Kirsten got one that was like wrong number and it's like how the fuck do you act that out? Like yeah. you mind picking up the phone, you're just like, well, oh, nope. <laughs> I don't know. I don't but know why that game is always fun and it seems so childish and dumb and just like almost played out, but every time I play it, I'm like, this is a ton of fun. Oh yeah, it's a good time. And plus telestrations, which we um we played like two Christmases ago at this point. Oh, that's the the one where it's a cross between like Pictionary and Telephone. And telephone, right? yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. especially with yeah. a bigger crowd because it starts to slowly devolve into just absolute oh. nonsense by the time it gets. To oh the last my god, person. we were in tears. It was so fucking funny. So you guys, if you haven't played that game before, definitely purchase it. It's hysterical. Um, then what I do Saturday? Uh. I don't really remember what I did Saturday. Oh, basically nothing. I went to go see my friend Jill. That's about it. And then Sunday I had lunch with Kim and then went over to Alex's and uh, played uh, dice, like a dice game. You just like played CeeLo with, for your lunch money? <laughs> no, I definitely got cleaned out. I was not prepared for the game. I think it's called. Oh, did you play Left Right Center? Yes, that one. I've never played that. I'm, like, very familiar with LCR, or left, center, right, whatever you want to call it. I have it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I do have it, um, and I, but I hadn't played it until literally on Sunday. But it is a lot of fun, so we will have to play that in the future. Yeah, that's one that I would like to play. We, um, we played this game when we went on vacation in Maine a few years ago with Liz's family called Farkle. That's a lot of fun. It's very similar to Yahtzee. But okay. But you play it like, um, you play it like one at a time, like you do Yahtzee, you know, you pass the cup, whatever. Yeah. And that's, it's so much fun. But it's like Yahtzee meets poker, where like you make wow. like wagers on what you're going to roll and stuff like that. And okay. you can't, you can't actually start playing until like you get past the, di- the, the dice pan and you mm. can't start playing until you roll a certain like full house style set of dice. So you're gotcha. like sitting in some cases while everyone else is racking up points, you're still trying to get into the game. It's a lot of wow. fun. And when you fuck up, you you farkled. That's what it's called. So like we were, <laughs> you know, we would note we got so into it, we're like heated That's that we're so watching funny. we're watching someone play and you know they throw the dice and we're like farkle. And then oh my, um, God. my little you know, niece, we're Maya, comes running in one day and she like, because we would play it after like all the littler kids went to bed and she mm-hmm. came in and she like, she walks in and she like rubs like Cindy Lou Who, you know, rubs the, the crust from her eyes and yeah. she just goes, Farkle? <laughs> and it made us all <laughs> laugh so much because she, it was such like a questioning, like, what are you adults doing in here? <laughs> what oh am I missing God. out on? What's Farkle? Farkle? That's really funny. And we're due for a board game night. We haven't played board games in forever. Yeah. So let's do that soon. I definitely agree. I, I've been like craving just playing Monopoly. 
you know I hate Monopoly. I know. You don't have to play with me. I just want to play Monopoly with someone. And I have that BoJack Horseman Monopoly that I got and never opened. Good luck finding anyone that wants to play Monopoly, Doug. It's the funnest. Yeah, okay. So that was it for your weekend? Not too much? Yes. How was your weekend? But busy? Uh, I really don't feel like I did anything. I worked at the shop on Saturday. And uh, then Liz and I, I mean, me by proxy, we watched all of The Crown (laughs) season four. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot of television, no? Not my cup of tea, but it, uh, it was enjoyable. It feels like you've been, and I can say this because I know your wife definitely doesn't listen to this podcast. No, but she it feels doesn't. like you you've been watching a lot of her cup of teas as a reason. <laughs> because I I watch them all from behind my Nintendo Switch, basically, and I just got this new very stupid thing that I'm really excited to show you when I see you next. So for Nintendo's 35th anniversary, the the 35th anniversary of Mario, rather, mm-hmm. they just put out this special new handheld in the style of their old fashioned handhelds called Game and Watches. Oh and yeah, I saw your post on inst- on your uh, Twitter. Uh, you saw my fleet on Twitter. Oh, I didn't know you put a fleet up. I saw yeah, one that's fleet a, for oh, you. <laughs> I put up a new was... fleet with my. Uh... Oh. This is really going to date this episode now, because I, I guarantee you that, so this is episode 33, and we're talking about fleeting on Twitter, and fleeting will definitely not be a thing. So a fleet um, is basically an Instagram story on your Twitter account. They I'm came sorry, out yesterday, you... and they'll definitely be gone by next Wednesday. As much fun as it is when you when you talk over me, I'm going to have to interject. With because, what? Um... Did you did you know there's an alternate meaning to to what a fleet actually is? No, what? Uh, that's what that's what uh, gay men call enemas before, like when they get ready to have oh no uh, anal sex. Oh no! So everyone's like, I, you haven't seen these posts where like gay men are like, oh, I I came on because I saw that fleeting was trending. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I needed to know what was going on. Kaylin. Yeah. And then there was another funny one where it was like, they did like, oh, uh, like the exact of Twitter, like saying like, what can we call these? And there's a gay man in the room and he's like, what? let's just call it fleets. Because they're <laughs> posting a fleet. <laughs> That's terrible. It's wonderful. You know, I saw if anything... a really good tweet about it this morning that was like, why didn't they call them fucking chirps? Like, it's the same as a tweet. It's a chirp. It goes away after 24 hours. Like, that is really clever. Yeah. Well, obviously, keep your bird theme, you dumbass. Bluebird app. <laughs> Bluebird app. Bluebird um, app. You know what? I kind of like that they're called fleets now that I know what, what a fleet yeah, that's is. Gross <laughs> and hilarious. Oh my God. I'm sorry to bring up something that like nobody can see at the moment, I like- but I, I just. I love that you interjected. You suppose that I was rude to yes. interject with um, I discussion of enemas. I... <laughs> it was topical, Doug. Yeah. But, you know, fleets aren't really topical. No, they're you know, inter... You know what, was... what is that? <laughs> Internal? Internal. Inter... In... Inter... So wait, I have to tell you something else really funny. And yeah. I know it really has nothing to do with anything, but I think our audience would particularly like it. Um, mm-hmm. So I posted this like meme about uh, like 
I actually got it off of, I think, the All About Madawan page. Somebody posted it, or I think it might have been another community page that I follow, because I follow many. Finger on but... the pulse. <laughs> I gotta, gotta have the finger on the pulse. Um, so the whole meme is like, what to do with your MAGA hat? And it shows, uh, step one is roll <laughs> it into a cone. Number two is lubricate it with Vaseline. Number three is rest on your left side, lift your right leg, using your right hand, introduce your MAGA hat inside your anal cavity. And then it just shows a picture of like an anatomically correct, like anus. Like a diagram. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I posted that and a cousin of mine, the, probably the only other, you know, um liberal Snowflake, lib in tide. my family <laughs> yeah <laughs> in my family and she tweeted at me and she says you know that you know that set well with our family with a bunch of crying <laughs> face emojis so i said if if they're shoving their maga hats up their butts as instructed ain't none of them sitting well <laughs> <laughs> i can guarantee you you did not find that from all about madawan i don't know what page you found that from but oh that page is uh, very conservative-leaning to the point where they let just um, false posts about who's the president in, uh, oh, you know, this coming Doug. January. And... Doug, let me just tell you. <laughs> let me just tell you right now. Yeah. You're from Madawan. That is, that is even, though, even though the group is really red, your town is blue. Oh, I know. I know. I am from... I am from... <laughs> South of the New Jersey Mason Dixon line <laughs> in Southern Ocean County, where we're all red down here, except for a couple of blue snowflakes. Yeah. And for sure, this guy was not uh, part of the uh, bigger crowd that's serving these community pages. So it was definitely something uh, like a shiny little nugget <laughs> in there. Anyway, well, Doug, I don't we have a guest this week? We do. I sat down with our friend of the shop, Nick, to talk about his experience collecting and um, actually getting some books graded through the grading company CBCS. All right, so here's that interview now. Take a listen. Okay, we're joined Nick. Nick, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. Nick, you want to tell everybody about yourself, a little something about yourself? Yeah, uh, so uh, I started collecting comics a few years ago. Uh, outside of that, I am into sports, love hockey and football. Um, outside of that, it's just pretty cool. I read again the next day. You are unfortunately a Ranger fan, I know, I right? Yeah. Really so sorry <laughs> to hear that. Breaks my heart a little bit. We got the first round draft pick, so I'm okay. <laughs> what are your... Um, your current books that you're reading? Well, there's a lot. So, well, uh, DC, I have Batman, Wonder Woman, Catwoman. Uh, if I'm missing anything else, just finished the Three Jokers. Uh, in Marvel, there's Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Woman, Captain Marvel, Venom. Uh, see if I'm missing anything at all. There's probably a bunch I'm missing. Something Killing the Children, I started getting into that one. few issues behind. Yeah. Um, Ghost Spider... So a lot of the spiders and yeah. the bat family. Mm -hmm. Those are like your two mains. My two mains. Yeah. All right, cool. So what got you into comics, would you say? Uh, Some people have like, you know, growing up, 
their older sibling watched the X-Men animated series or, you know, even just as recent as the MCU, something as, you know, just seeing the first Iron Man movie could have sparked something in people. Yeah, to be, to be honest, I was at the movies watching uh, Captain Marvel, so it wasn't that long ago, uh, probably a little over a year now, and uh, I just wanted to learn more about the characters, so uh, talking to a friend that I work with who was never into comics, never read them, but he's very into the movies and shows, and he told me if you want to learn more to read, so I you know, did a lot of research, tried to find a shop, and then uh, I was driving around here, found your shop. Stopped in, and Captain Marvel was the first, uh, the Kelly Thompson run was the first one I picked up. So, had to be her movie, uh, just because I was very interested in, like, a girl superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it had to be her movie that really got me into it. But I was watching movies before that, but never really had an appreciation for it until You were watching them, you weren't, like, consuming them. No, like, like, it was, I watched them all out of order, uh-huh. what I saw. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, if I missed one, I missed one type of thing. Um, but uh, now it started to be... Uh, more of a hobby uh, into where I want to know more. I want to watch them in chronological order. So uh, I sat through and watched them all, but it would be Captain Marvel, the one that first got me into pretty much everything. That's awesome. So what are you, I know you mentioned just Captain Marvel just right now, but is that one of the books that you're most looking forward to each month when it comes in? Each uh, Every other week, however frequently it comes in now. It would probably be Venom and Batman. Okay. Um Actually, the new the Wonder Woman now is is doing great um, since the new uh, team took over. Uh, but Batman and Venom are probably the two that I'm most excited for. Um, so I really look forward to Batman more than anything, just because I think that's the continuity of it, and it's all coming together. And they just it's an amazing series, especially with Joker War just ending. So I, Batman is the one I look forward to the most, to be honest. All right, that's awesome. Because you're one of our guys who's here. Wednesday morning at doors, you got to get your stuff. Like one of our like fiends, where you're like, I need to know what happens this week in this book. I need to find the X cover that I'm looking for. I need to, you know, like you're you're definitely out here looking to complete your sets and collections and everything. Yeah, sometimes I mean, you know, I'll buy all the variant covers for Venom, Captain Marvel, uh, just because that's I want to complete everything. So I want to have everything that that week has to offer. Uh, sometimes I might not even like the cover, uh-huh. but I just get it because I want to complete that set. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, it's just anything that I have that personally appeals to me. Even sometimes series, uh, like I got the deceased cover last week of Wonder Woman that I never read the series, but I just wanted that cover. It so, just like spoke to you. Oh, yeah. Sometimes like just you're the just art. looking and you, I, you stop and you're like, <laughs> what is this? I oh, need yeah. To take a look. That's awesome. So you recently also started submitting some things to be graded. Correct. Yeah, this is uh, something that I was researching for a while, uh, probably since the beginning of the year, to send some books out to get graded. Um, I did a lot of research on CGC and CBCS and uh, decided to go with CBCS. So I sent a good total about like 20 of my own books out to mm-hmm. get graded. Uh, I have both batches that came back. Um, you know, it's just an exciting when you send them out, you know, to see what they're going to come back as. Uh, and when they come back, they're like encapsulated, they look beautiful. So it's just yeah, a good way to preserve your books. So for people who aren't familiar with this, Nick is essentially sending out his books, just regular floppy books in a bag and board, to be judged on the spine, the coloring of the cover, the any fingerprints, every little thing they judge to decide between, what, I guess it's zero to ten. Yeah, it's... How high quality mm-hmm. this one particular copy of this book is. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I just I have one here actually that I brought in. 
Um, but yeah, they go from zero to 10. Uh, you know, you try for the modern books to get a, no lower than a 9.6. But, you know, it's, you know it, it's fun to see when they come back to see, like, how good you treated your collection. Because I don't get them uh, pressed at all. Mm -hmm. So I just send them as they are yeah. uh, from my own bins and boxes just to see what they'll be. Uh, so it's really exciting to see when they come back as a 9.8. Uh, for me, it's mostly, like, I just do it because I want that book to be in pristine condition uh, you know, you you know you're never going to read it again because it is encapsulated. So you just buy another book if you want to read it. But it's exciting to see they look beautiful when they're in there. You know, you know that nothing's going to bother them. You know, the humidity, flooding, anything that goes wrong, like it's not going to yeah, touch that nice book. Yeah, they're nice and so. protected. You'll always oh, yeah. have this book at this level in this encasing. Yeah, it's it exciting. It is really cool. I'm, I guess I don't know. I'm a reader first, but if I had, I have certain books where I'm like, I would love to send that out because, like you said, I have the trade paperback, or I have a digital copy, or there's you know a million other ways to now reread this story, and to have this pristine, perfect copy of something that you love is like really cool. It's cool if you like the artwork too, because you know that that's going to be something that you can hang up on the wall or mm -hmm. frame it. Uh, like I have a whole like all my Funko Pops and my statues of Wonder Woman, and then I got a book of hers graded, so now it goes with that set. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you do statue collecting, like you could find statues that match a cover, so you can get that cover graded, and then that will be you know something that you can hang on a shelf. So I think they look awesome. Um, and then I, I like I said, I, I use both companies. I'll buy books from people that are CGC graded, but mm. I'll send mine oh my own collection to CBCS. So uh, it's it's awesome. It's when I got my first ones back, I was a little nervous, uh, uh -huh. but you know, when you start sending them, uh, you know, you get used to it. The one thing that scares me the most is the shipping because you know, you never know what's going to happen at the back no. of the truck, but uh, luckily I've had all mine come back pretty high grade. So yeah, pretty happy. And lately these last couple months where things are getting lost in the mail and you know, shipping is getting really into overtime people. I'm sure it's very stressful waiting for your stuff to come. Yeah. It's uh comes to the point like uh as you know i love jenny frizzin art so mm -hmm. i'll buy multiple copies of her book just in case they get lost <laughs> i'll have more for a backup uh that's the only thing that makes me nervous is getting them lost or and you only seem a them. little crazy doing that oh yeah <laughs> i mean it, <laughs> when you have five of the same cover uh -huh. um you know people look at you but it's something that i personally love and uh you know it doesn't bother me what people think or the say. thing that I appreciate from the when you say that when you're like okay could I get two of this could I get whatever of that and it's like well Nick isn't out here trying to now flip these things no it's because he's a crazy person who's like hoarding them just in case something happens to one of them should something happen so it, it's it's a little bit more I don't, I don't know to me it's a little bit more acceptable that you're like a crazy person getting a few copies of each of these books because you're just so worried about like I don't know, should a dog run in on the street and shake his fur and he's wet and now you have a, you know, a, a small water stain on your cover instead it's, of having it in pristine condition. Yeah, it's crazy because my dad uh, looks at me, you know, he's, you know, I have five of the same cover uh, and it's, to me it's like I might get a few great, I might keep a few raw in case I meet him, get some signatures, but yeah, I don't flip my books as much as I, you know, I look at the value of them when I do mm. get graded because I want to make sure the ones that are getting graded, you know, I can maybe make an investment on in the future. Uh, but right now it's all just for my personal collection. So if, if a cover looks really good and 
even if it's not a key issue, if I want it to be encapsulated, I will send it out. You know, I'll spend yeah. a little bit of money to get that grade and bring it back to me in perfect condition. Well, because that's another thing that we didn't mention is, honestly, when you get something graded, it increases the value by almost $100 oh, like yeah. right off the bat, no matter what it is, you know. So to go through that effort and the time and the cost to have these things pressed and put into the, you know, the grading cases and everything like that, it also increases the value of your collection. It does. So, you know, you could send out a $3 book and then, you know, you might get it back and it might be worth 80 or $90. So, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely get some money on that. Uh, but then you also got to think of like the time it took you to go get the book, you know, the yeah. the time, the money that you sent you to get it graded. So, the you know, insurance the insurance, the insurance, yeah, every little thing. So you got to be careful. Like, uh, I know people will send out key issues, but I did a lot of research on, um, you know, what books to send out, when to send them out. You know, like the turnaround time, because when you send them out there, they're there for a month sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just got to kind of hope that, you know, you know, they're taking good care of them. Uh, so, you know, it's it started when I went to Comic-Con and I saw a graded book and I was like, I want to do this for myself. So mm-hmm. I was buying a lot of them, but I realized I was spending a lot more on buying them graded versus just getting them graded myself. Yeah. So, and if they're not anything too crazy to put in that effort by yourself. It's also all a part of being a collector is you're doing the steps to get the collection that you want. So it's a little bit more meaningful than just walking off the street into a shop and being like, oh, there they go, they have it. I don't have to go through all the time and effort of finding the book, sending it out, all that stuff. You're putting in the work that makes your collection your collection yeah, and it's not a- just stuff you found and bought. Yeah, it's also if you're going to get like golden or, or silver age books, you know, you can get them and they're delicate. So when mm-hmm. they're graded, you know that you could hold them, pick them up every single day and not have to worry about the cover falling off where it ripping. Yeah. Uh, so it's really something that excites me and it's something that I'm really passionate about is getting books graded and talking about that. Uh, I talk about it with all my coworkers and just, you know, how exciting it is when, you know, I'm sending them out and, you know, you're so nervous and when they come back, you know, like this, this go around, like, you know, you can log on to your profile on the website and see the books as they're being graded, like what grade you're getting. Uh-huh. Uh, the books that I sent out and I got back two weeks ago, I did not look at the grades. I wanted them to come back to my house, open them up and be, <laughs> it's like uh, Christmas. yeah, because you know, when you look at that, you're like, All right, I know what I'm getting now. Yeah. Uh, so this, this go around, like I didn't know nothing. So it was super exciting uh, to see what I got back. And I was very, very impressed with, uh, you know, it just also indicates you did a good job collecting those books. Like you didn't abuse them. You just kept them in good condition. Yeah, that's awesome. What did you bring here today? So I bought, it's going to be a little loud because it's in, it's in a bag, but I bought uh, my, obviously my favorite artist, Jenny Frizen, uh, oh. with a Something Killing the Children number one, her variant, at a 9.8. Uh, so I wanted you to take a this look at that. This one is so, so you cool. Can see. Which variant is this? Do you know? That is the reseller one. I tried to get oh, the okay. foil one, but uh, the foil one, even raw, is like 100 bucks. So yeah. I found a few the, of these. So The foil one... I'm so mad. We had that. I had two copies of it. The foil one was given to us at New York Comic Con. It was a retailer exclusive variant that was given out to retailers who went to this special meeting at Comic Con. I hadn't been reading this book yet. And I got that cover and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, and I put it on the shelf. And now I'm like, I love this series so much that I'm so mad that I don't still have it. Yeah. This I, is awesome. I actually got a few of her, a few, more like five. Of her number 11 <laughs> variants, uh, both the colored uh, version and the black and white. It has a very similar aesthetic to oh, the yeah. first issue here. And I can't wait to get those graded too. So that one I wanted to bring because that is a book that I was looking for. finally found it and then I sent it out to get graded. So Yeah. 
I love the uh, the labeling they put on the top so when it's in like a bin or something, you can still know what it is without... Yeah, their that. cases are very sturdy. Like I said, I have both CGC and CBCS, uh, but I prefer the CBCS cases. They also give you free greater notes, which you do have to pay for other companies to give you those. So, so the notes you're saying is like here where it says first appearance of Erica Slaughter virgin cover right yeah so that they'll get like the key issue like the key point of that issue but mm. on the back you'll see a qr code so if oh, you okay. scan that like let's say if i got a lower grade like an 80 or whatever you'll be able to scan that before you buy it and see why the grader gave me that 80 cool because sometimes if you're looking in here maybe one of the pages has something wrong with it or whatever you know you can't tell from looking because it looks it looks perfect it looks yeah. beautiful but maybe there's like, I don't know, a weird sticker inside it or something like that. Yeah, that they would have to give you the notes for that. Yeah, they go over everything. So like if you, like they were uh, messaging me because they have a great customer support. So uh, they were messaging me and I would, you know, they told me if you bring in older books, if the coupon's missing from the inside, that deducts a grade. So, oh, so there's a lot of things. Oh, so all those books that have the little pull tag for yep. your uh, digital copy. Yeah, the redemption codes, like those you should leave intact if you want a higher grade. But Wow. Okay. You know, I like to enjoy my books too. So, like you, I read them first, and then if I want to send them out, I'll send them out. But, you know, I feel like you got to enjoy what you do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for joining us today. If there's anywhere that you want people to follow you, maybe uh, your Instagram or something like that, you want to shout that out now. Yeah, I do have an Instagram that I post uh, my comics on. Uh, it's called Nick and Comics. Um, just kind of something that I love to just show my collection to people talk to different people in the community, try to reach out, uh, whether they're new or, you know, experienced collectors, you know, I'm kind of in that two year realm right now. So I'm just kind of just trying to reach out in the community, just trying to make the hobby as popular as it can be, because I think it's awesome, whether you, you collect for the art, the story, or if you are collecting for the investment, you know, I, I like to reach out and, and just help people along the way. Yeah, share your stories with each other, right? Yeah. All right, awesome. Thank you again so much for joining uh, absolutely. us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Nick, for sitting down with me to talk about your experience. Why am I, like, fumbling? Thank Why you am I like this? <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Thank you again, Nick, for sitting down and uh, discussing your experience with collecting. Yes, thank you. Nick's, um, when he came in to record, he actually came in with his dad, and when he showed me his copy of Something is Killing the Children, number one, that he had graded, he uh, actually, his dad offered it. <laughs> he was like, you should let, you should leave that behind. So if people want to see it and see what it looks like when you get something graded Aww. from that company. And Nick was like, oh yeah, that's no big deal. He had a few. So his dad was like, okay. yeah, yes. his dad was like, you have a bunch. Let this one sit here for a couple days and see if anybody wants to take a look at it. And I was oh, like, that's oh, so okay. sweet. I'm like so nervous. Cause you know, it's like beautiful and it's like encased and it's so nice and everything. So if anybody well, wants to take a look at it, safe. Yeah, it's definitely in the safe. The one behind the portrait, right? Yes. It's a portrait of me that actually gets younger. Um, mm. so it's behind, oh, wait. No. Is it a portrait of you where you're holding the code to the safe? Because that wouldn't be helpful. No, it would not be helpful. Is I got a new painting done. Covering it? Oh, okay. Yeah. But if anybody wants to take a look, we do have it in the shop and you can take a look at it. And um, Nick really did say that, you know... He had such a great experience getting stuff graded from this company that, uh, you know, so if anybody wants to take a look and see, I'm rambling now. Kaylin, you want to go to song two? Sounds like a plan. What is wrong with me today? It's just today, <laughs> right? Know. It's not me every day. This is just, it's unique for today. I wasn't going to say anything, Doug, but sure. Song two.
Everything You Know Is Wrong by Chumbawamba. It's like the time that this uh, minister in Indiana claimed that the theme song for Mr. Ed, that old television yeah. show about the talking horse, if you played the Mr. Ed theme song backwards, it said, Satan is the source. Misinformation. Misinformation. Taking scissors to play with the black folk down in Florida. Colored pens and for sexing up the I'm the someone who knew they're not telling pre-September. I lean on in the loop to help them unremember. I was flying on UA-93. That shadow in the footage, it was probably me. I'm the rumor, I'm the doubt, I'm the lie. But you wouldn't stand near me if you didn't want to die. Everything you know is wrong. There's a verse missing out of this song. Everything you know is wrong.
it that was chumba wumba again with everything you know is wrong really glad we got a double down thank it's you real, justin it's a regular two for thursdays today <laughs> uh yeah that's it's a real lot. it's a, it's tub thumping thursdays yeah <laughs> like, we're trying to tub thump our way into the weekends where we don't where we don't play tub thumping yeah we exclusively only play other chumba wumba songs but that's fine, right? Listen, we're not here playing the hits, guys. If you're here for the if the hits, you you listen to the fucking radio. Ooh, if you want those hits. if you want those deep cuts by Chumbawamba, you come to us. I also noticed, Kaylin, you accidentally said hits. You meant to say hit, right? Full stop. <laughs> Just hit. <laughs> My bad. Hit. <laughs> um. So I'm really excited to talk about stuff going on next week. Okay. Let's next talk week, about it. Next Wednesday is local comic shop day. Whoa. A holiday celebrated similar in the vein of record store day. That's local really comic cool. shop is that day new? is a day. It's I don't know how new it is. This is gonna be our first time participating in local comic okay. shop day. Local comic shop day usually has some very I'm gonna be pretty frank, has some usually confusing rules as to who can opt in to local comic shop day. I do not know why it's not something that is broadly offered to all local comic shops. Why there is some sort of gatekeeper behind controlling who can order these special items or not. We don't but, like gatekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. I don't understand why you would want to do that. So this year, I guess because of the murkiness of COVID-19 in the air, they have... Well, I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. covid who? Are you familiar? So there's, okay, so there's this thing. It's, okay, called the novel coronavirus. Kaylin, actually, wait, did you have it? Which wait. one of us had it? One of us had it, right? One of <laughs> us had, that's the one that's just like the flu, right? It's just, it's that's just like it the flu. And you know what? It's going to mm. be gone by Easter. So. And I'm not going to live in fear, Doug. <laughs> I just, I won't. Because what kind of life is that? Kaylin, we are losing it today. You need to have that, right? <laughs> Wear a mask. I'm um, sorry. Back to Comic Book Day. So local Comic Shop Day is a day where there are exclusive books that are actually printed to celebrate the day. And we'll have some of them in the shop this Wednesday. And they're like, it's good stuff. It's like special okay. versions of a ton of really great things, actually. We'll have a special cover for Ice Cream Man, number 20. This was a cover. This was a book 
that they did a um, Dr. Seuss parody they've been doing for these variants, and this one's got like a green eggs and ham style variant. We'll have okay. a special copy of Invincible Number One. It's like a gold gold foil. Robert Kirkman has been re-releasing a lot of his books, or even his books that he has that are ongoing with these special mm-hmm. variants that like people are really chasing after, and they're okay. awesome. It's really cool that like all the stuff Robert Kirkman has been doing for the industry with putting out these variants that can then be priced, you know, accordingly, basically to help a, you know, struggling small business. Yeah, so that's we'll cool. Tell a, a special cover of Invincible, a special cover for the new monstrous one shot, and um, a special Spawn cover that I cannot wait to see in person. This cover of Spawn three twelve has a listing of tons of local comic shops on it. They are hand not handwritten, but they are written into the city skyline that Spawn is like swooping past. That's so, I'm so really cool. Hopeful to see my name on there. That'd be pretty neat. That would be really cool. Yeah. So I'm remaining optimistic that our name could be on there. I haven't I seen like a high be. quality version of it yet. You know, like to tell. Anytime yeah, I you zoom guys in have it, been like. Squidgy. I don't know. Great, you deserve it. Thanks, Kaylin. You deserve. <laughs> you guys to have, have been your like, comic book I name in a comic book. <laughs> I know, such high praise. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope it's on there. It'd be really cool. I don't know. It's like a dumb thing, but I'd be like, mm-hmm, neat. And we then also you have... have to frame it, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, man. Get it graded. <laughs> right? We did just talk about that. <laughs> yeah, send it out to see now CBCS I know about and that. get it graded. So we'll also have a special cover of Mighty Morphin, number one, and Power Rangers, number one. And a special reprint of Something is Killing the Children, number one interesting yeah i'm really stoked i'm excited too because we haven't had a chance to have this kind of stuff in the shop before so i know that you usually hate me when i ask you to do this but can we just reiterate it it's next wednesday would that be the 25th yes yes wednesday the 25th okay. i'm i wanted to talk about that today because we'll have our small business saturday slash black friday stuff talked about next week so i yes. wanted to give some time to really you know get some excitement, hopefully, for local comic shop day. Well, we don't normally preview our next episode, but I think it's really important. Um, we're trying to like just spread the news about any local places, like local small businesses, mom and pop shops, one one person operation type deals, like no, um, no pyramid schemes. No, Kaylin, like, they're called multi-level marketing now. We're not <laughs> uh, we're not allowed to say Doug, pyramid schemes anymore. Doug, are you a consultant? On I'm trying to make sure you don't get these? canceled. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, l- let the uh, multimedia whatever the fuck people come for me. I don't multi-level marketing. I don't MLM. listen when you talk. I don't know how many times I can tell you that I don't listen to you. As cute as I think it is when you talk over me, Kaylin. <laughs> That's not what I sound like. But first yeah, of all. I I, I want to like echo what you're saying, basically. And then if we have a lot of listeners that are creatives and stuff like that. So if you have an Etsy page or if you sell something... And you want us to give it a shout out, please send it to us. Kaylin's looking to put together some really neat content next week for Small Business Saturday. And I guess we could even say Cyber Monday. 
You know? Yeah, you say echo, I say mansplain and talk over me. Either or, tomato, tomato. But yes, we would like to show everyone locally what businesses they could uh, reach out to and um, go uh, pay a visit to. And hopefully, I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can get an idea whether people are doing, like, drop-offs or, like, pickups, you know what I mean, to avoid What methods contact. they're processing their sales? Exactly. Doug. You're my best friend. I was particularly mean to you tonight a couple times, and I just want to apologize because you're my best friend. I'm going to cut this out, Kaylin. Don't! <laughs> people should know that I I have a heart. I have a heart, Doug. And Thank you're you, Kaylin. You're welcome. I appreciate that. And I, I echo your statements. <laughs> I want you to know that you're my best friend, and I appreciate Aww. you. Thank you. Was that, did you consider that echoing or mansplaining? Mm, I'm going to say echoing because I listened and it was nice <laughs> and it was about me. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I want to talk about one more thing if we have the time. Um, yeah. Book club. We're still having it the day after Thanksgiving, um, which is technically Black Friday, but no one gives a shit about that. Um. So, yeah, guys, if you haven't already, pick up a copy of Friendo and um, come hang out with us. Did that sound pathetic? <laughs> Only a little bit. But, yeah, we, we will need, be meeting. We need more Friendos. Come hang we... out with us. <laughs> we will be meeting on next Friday, the 27th, to discuss Friendo. They call it Friendo Volume 1, but I do believe that it's a contained story that maybe is, I guess, open-ended. But as of right now, it is just a contained graphic novel story. And, and it's really good. It. I'm, I still I, have not I read haven't... it. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. We've talked about this before, guys, so you know... We try to hold off reading it until like the week before, maybe even a couple days, maybe even the day of. Honestly, so it's all, fresh in our brain. Yeah, everything falls out of my head. Like today, mm-hmm. I don't remember what I read. Yeah. And I read two books today, two comics, you know, like floppies. But I don't remember yeah. what I read. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm I need some like ginkgo biloba or something, right? It's a your brain says storage full. Yeah. And you it's like it's and it's like. Yeah, you delete it, but it's still not. It's not deleted. It's still there. Well, you, you got to go into your recycle bin. <laughs> Empty the recycle permanently, bin. You have to permanently delete it. Okay. <laughs> That's your problem. And then, like, defrag the disc and all that good stuff, right? I'm saying yep. real things now. People still do that? Yep. We're living, <clears> in, a, we're living in a real dollhouse type of world right now. Oh, Caitlin, no one understands that reference at all. That's a shame. You should all Y'all watch that. Joss Whedon's Dollhouse on Fox in 2008-2009. It's a wonderful show and you should watch it. It's important. It's like what if Joss Whedon made Battlestar Galactica but different. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. While Battlestar Galactica is actively a thing and airing. <laughs> like that's the weirdest part about it is it has so many of the same ideas that happened, it's you know, like like Last those season. dolls versus Cylons. Yeah. Like, sure. 
<clears throat> so anything else about the shop? Um, that is it as of right now that we are willing to talk about. And we will have some news coming forward soon. Some exciting stuff going on at the shop. Sounds like you got a lot of secrets, Doug. Yeah, there's a little bit of secret. There's mm-hmm. no secrets. My voice getting a little high. Talking about the secrets. Wait, you know what we didn't do in the beginning? What's and that? I, I know this is flip-floppy, but have you watched anything good? No, I. that's what I said. Yeah, I watched The Crown. Did you watch anything good? Oh, no. <laughs> so I think we Maybe didn't do it because like... we, we didn't have anything. Because we did do our catch-ups. I've been, you know what? Honestly, though, if you haven't watched it yet yourself, have you mm-hmm. watched Kim's Convenience on Netflix? No, you keep suggesting it, and instead so, I'm watching trash reality television. I really have to say, season one and two is, like, fine, but season mm-hmm. three, they must have gotten, like, new writers or something. The show, it, it, it still has all of its core values and everything like that, mm-hmm. but it feels like it is so much funnier and a little bit weirder. And there's just would like, it be would it be crazy if I just skipped to season three then? Because I, I don't I've think tried so. to watch. I think I've tried to watch season one um, a few times. And All it was you not need great. to know really is that it's about you know a small family that owns and operates a convenience store. That's yes. really the the main you know through line. And I think mm-hmm. that if you started with season three, I don't think you'd be lost. It's a sitcom, you know, like it's kind of. It's going to reiterate, like, you're my sister and you're Enough my uncle. Enough of that. I... Yeah. 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 All right. I mean, I'm but still going to watch my trash reality television. What trash? Are you watching, like, that Southern nope. Charm show, right? <laughs> yes. Thank you, fucking Paul F. Tompkins and Jeannie Hadid P- Tompkins. Wow. That was a mouthful. Um, it's all their fucking fault. I'm, I don't watch reality television shows. Mm-hmm. I used to watch... Um, the real world back in the day but like i don't oh, really watch one. i used to i used to love the challenges those were like uh-huh. my my jams but i don't really watch reality television but then uh janie and paul were talking about this one and i was like i innocently enough was just like i'm just gonna see what it's about i have to know what they're talking about and now i'm five seasons in doug honestly though I haven't seen it. It sounds like it's about nothing. <laughs> it is about nothing. Right? Okay. Which makes it like the perfect background show. Uh-huh. But I do get caught up in these stories and it's just horrible. And I regret it. But I know myself and I know I'm not going to stop watching it until it's <laughs> over. And eventually I'll get tired of it and it'll end. Uh-huh. But I have a very obsessive personality. So like TikTok was a huge thing in my life. The beginning of the coronavirus where we had to sit home. I don't. I don't look at it as often. I don't look at it nightly. You know what I yeah, mean? Every you were, once in a while, pop on. But You were definitely on that shit. Exactly. So I have to wait until this Southern Charm uh, fucking train Works runs out of steam. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> I can't control myself. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, man. listen. Episode 33, I think, was one of our best yet. 33 is for me. It was a real roller coaster. I was mean to you. You were mean to me. Where was really I mean to you? Give me time You were stamps. kind of a bitch. Um, I gracefully apologized um, like a true champion of the people. And you were just okay. So, all in all, best episode yet. 
All in all, best episode yet. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 33. Before we uh, sign off, we you've blast. been doing these, like, I don't know, you're running, like, a, a monologue right now, Caitlin. I want to just say... <laughs> <laughs> say what you gotta say, dog. Please rate and review the show if you haven't already. Somebody us, get this man a soapbox. Give us five stars and and let all the people know that Doug seems nice. Kalen seems a bit much sometimes. Rude as hell. We've gotten a few very real reviews yeah, so just far that say that. Just because Doug is paying y'all off with stickers and don't even think... I don't see those fucking names of people leaving those reviews, Doug. I see those names. I know who those people are. I know who you're fucking paying off. I get it. (laughs) On your fucking payroll and shit. Whatever, man. I'm cool as hell. Doug sucks. Rate us five stars. This podcast that you're listening to (laughs) is based out of a comic book store that can be found. It is called The Geekery. And it can be found at 133A Main Street in Madawan, New Jersey. It can be found online at the Geekery NJ. The show you're listening to currently can be found across social medias at the Geekery Radio. And I can be found at Father underscore K-A-E. I am at Dumblestiltskin. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for listening to another episode of the Geekery Radio Hour. Guys, stay safe, stay well. Wear a fucking mask. Wear a fucking mask. Bye.